0: Welcome, everyone, to another installment of Smokeout with Shelly and S.J. This is officially episode number seven. Of course, you can find us on OnlyFans and on Patreon, both slash ShellySJSmokeout. We also are on uh, Instagram and Twitter. We'll talk about the Instagram here in a second. Um, of course, if you're a subscriber, to OnlyFans or Patreon. There's a lot more options on Patreon, but the big options on both is that you can do all the video episodes, every episode on video, and... You get to join us as we medicate and blaze on the show, hence the name, Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. You also get to ask questions, participate in the show, all of that stuff. Today is a, a bit of a makeup show, has some power issues Wednesday when we normally do the show. So we're recording the show now on a Sunday afternoon in 2021. How's 2021 so far for you, Shelly?
1: Well. here's the thing yesterday I had a live stream my weekly live stream on my free only fans on my regal beagle happy hour and one of the things I said on there first of all I entered it in a very bad mood I left it in a bad mood as well but I was there I showed up I showed up Uh, my sister Danielle was with me and so that helped definitely but um, one of the things I said was even though January 1st and 2nd for me were very rough very draining, aka not good. I kind of gave up a long time ago this whole thing of like, oh, this whole new this is a new year, it sucks. Look at already no, it's like bad stuff happens no matter what. Like things happening doesn't go on if it's New Year's or not timing. It's just life, you know? Yeah. We people made up New Year's, you know? So it's like I've really embraced New Year's, especially in the last few years. Um just going into it, like, okay, not really like a new year, new me, but like, yay, now we have a reason to party. Like, New Year's Eve, we have now a reason to eat junk food and party, like, drink and smoke and like maybe get a couple edibles um, deep, more than normal, like, whatever. So, for me, it's like a reason to party. So, that's why I don't like say, oh, you know, this year's going to suck. It's already off to bad No, It sucks that. Right now, it's really wearing on me because this past week, Fred had some more issues again. And so it's like many times during this week, I accepted that that was it. And that's very draining for me, especially because, again, he's been with me for 20 years. So it's crazy. So that's very draining. Um, It's just a lot. And then a lot of little tiny things. It's just kind of all like whatever. So I was just like, you know what? I just need to reassess my life here. (laughs) I think where I've been stressing myself out, Stoner Jesus, is I'm trying to live the life that I've been used to, even with Fred in his old age. But he, this is the end of his life, so that's never happened before. And then on top of it, I got my uh, girl, Minnie, which she's lived with us a couple months. So I had to get used to, oh, yeah, a young dog again because I'm used to having old dogs. So I'm realizing I need to make – that's what this new year is for me is, Make, seeing that i have a different different things going on different responsibilities now so i have to just like adjust my life so i kind of been taking this weekend to allow myself to be mad at the things i'm mad at so that when i go into the work week i'm like okay how do i fix these issues that keep stressing me out you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i'm <clears> the <throat> same way about the uh the calendar i'm not one of those new year's resolutions people you know, if you got to do something, just do it, whatever day it is. And um I've uh, found that I can get through life much better, much less totally. procrastinating.
1: And not just it. that, you take that stress off. You know what I mean? It's low stress. Like you said, just do it.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. Like this bong rip that I'm about to do. I was going to put it off, but I thought, no, just do it.
1: Just do it. Let's oh, do it together. doesn't matter
0: what the calendar says.
1: <laughs> it doesn't.
0: It's always a good time. For a balling rip. Incidentally, as we're recording this, it's uh, eight minutes away from 420 on the East Coast. So that's something as well.
1: There we go. But don't get me wrong. Like, I, first of all, I can't remember if it was antenna TV or cozy one of those two, but they played until one in the morning three's company. So I was all about that. I had three's company. We're listening to the record, the vinyls we have here Well, I had three's company in the background. So it was a good New Year's Eve, you know, and then towards the end, that's when it kind of went into a dip because Fred had his issues. I thought he was going to die on New Year's Eve. Oh Wow. And it turned into one of those things where, um, I didn't even get buzzed on New Year's Eve, which is fine. Like whatever. But um, so on New Year's Day, I tweeted out, so I didn't get drunk last night. So am I allowed to get drunk this morning? So I think I felt because Fred, now we figured out what we need to do. Like if he starts having a seizure, we have certain medicine that we didn't have before that we can give him to calm him down. So we have tools. So I felt like I could kind of breathe more, right? So I was like, dude, whatever. We put on the Rose Bowl parade and they just did like a memory of different years and give you a little history. So I love that. Um, It made me cry, which I love that. I need a good cry. So I was like, you know what? Let's get into that champagne that we didn't really get into last night. So I started drinking and... My sister got me some Flaming Hot Cheetos on New Year's Eve and I didn't eat them. So I was like, hey, not eating on an empty stomach, Flaming Hot Cheetos. And then I had a DiGiorno pizza in the freezer. So I was like, oh, let's do that pizza. This is great. Yes, New Year's Day. And then about 1230 struck, I had a really good plan. I was like, okay, the champagne was gone. I was like, dude, let's, I'm gonna make some tea. Let's take one shot. I got some Sailor Jerry. And then I'm gonna go take a little nap. And then I'm going to get ready for my live stream. Well, what ended up happening is I got to taking the shot. I got to drinking the tea. I got to my room. I got to take my nap. When I woke up from that nap, I was effed up. I was so sick that I had to reschedule my live stream, which sucked. And I ended up throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) It was rough. I ended up sleeping on New Year's Day probably like... 15 hours that day because on and off, because I was just a mess. I would wake up just enough to like drink some water and like, I kept giving myself CBD oil and then just go to, I was just trying to knock myself out, trying not to throw up. And I ended up throwing up anyways.
0: (laughs) Wow. So interesting start to the year.
1: Very consistent with who I am, (laughs) you know, but it's okay because you know, (laughs) even though it sucked going through all of that. (sighs) Something I guess I'm taking into the new year is I just can't be doing that anymore. Like I can't allow myself to get sick anymore. And what I've been doing lately is I haven't allowed myself to get drunk, just buzzed because again, I'm afraid if I'm drunk, what happens if Fred has a seizure or something like that? Like I need to be at least able to like, get it together. What if I'm all drunk and then I get all freaked out and emotional and I'm crying and not helping him. You know what I mean? It's not responsible. So, um, yeah, dude, I'm just like, you know, this is just another example of just drink to get buzzed and then do what you gotta do to keep that buzz going. You know what I mean? And I hate that I do this. I don't know if you ever do this, but I hate when I have those bad moments, I always, when I look back to like where my errors were, like not enough water, not enough food, mm. I don't, I don't smoke that much when that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, those are always, the, and then when I smoke and I incorporate it and maybe even smoke a little extra cause I'm partying, I don't have those bad nights and I'll have those bad mornings.
0: Yeah. The lesson in just about everything <laughs> that happens is smoke more weed. I mean, I've found that to be the case.
1: <laughs> Amen to that. Can't wrong. <laughs> you can't. <clears throat>
0: worst is going to happen is you're going to overdose and you'll sleep for a little while and you wake up feeling great.
1: Oh my gosh. You, I don't know if you saw a tweet I put out like a little while ago and I was getting ready for our show and I, I hit the ball. Bo- I did like a power smoke cause I knew I had to go do my makeup, you know? So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like out of my mind for like a good 15 minutes, you know, when it's like mm-hmm. all kind of like, Whoa. And then, um, when I was doing my, it's always my eye makeup. I think real deep. Cause like I'm paying attention. Right. And so I was like, dude, and this always happens. I hate this. Whenever I'm doing that eye makeup, I think about one day I'm going to be dead and there's just no escaping it. I'm going to be dead. And my friends give me a hard time. I think we've talked about this before. I can't remember. They give me a hard time. Cause they worry about me. I think obsessed about death so much, but it's like, it kind of puts me in check though. Like that's like the what makes it worth it to me to kind of go to the scary place of thinking of life. So like black and white, because it makes me like, well, how am I spending my time? Who am I spending my time with? Like, yeah, one time I'm going to die. There's no going around it ever. So right when I'm thinking that, and I'm kind of a little scared because I took that power session to like (laughs) the head and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then there's this really fun song that comes out that's really trippy. And then all of a sudden the guy's like, Kind of old-timey voice he's like we're in the universe and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i got scared so here's a little code out there to you stoner jesus and to you all of our viewers um uh, if you ever see me tweet out or put in a video i'm frightened adam i'm frightened that means i am out of my mind so <laughs> high that i'm literally scared and i'm dorothy Gale. i went to the wizard of oz and i am frightened <laughs>
0: Uh, I mentioned Instagram earlier, uh, and I don't know if you saw this tweet. I, t- I guess it was a few days ago. I don't remember what it was, but I don't think I tagged you in it. Basically, uh, we talked last week about your uh, foot Instagram, your feet Instagram. And, of course, the show is Instagram as well, S J ShellySJSmokeOut on Instagram. And a little an idea for a little friendly battle, maybe less than friendly. I don't know. It depends on how heated it gets and how competitive we get. A battle between Shelly S J Smokeout and Shelly's Foot Club on Instagram, as far as followers go, and that way I can give you an uh, update every week on how we're doing. Uh, Smokeout with Shelly and S J has forty six followers. You can see that right there. All right. Not bad. We go check out. It should
1: be more. Why isn't it more?
0: People are lazy. (laughs) Shelly's Foot Club on Instagram. Also, with forty six
1: followers. Oh, there last time I checked, I had 17.
0: So there we go. Neck How and neck, or foot and foot battle, <laughs> whatever. Foot However you foot. want to put it. Yes. Maybe I should put my feet up on our Instagram, and everything will just explode. I think so. People like to see. that be
1: too much competition for me, though.
0: Big man feet. <laughs> <laughs> They're a size 15. If size matters in mm-hmm. feet, I don't know.
1: I think that it does. I think it does in both ways. I think there's people who love the bigger, the better. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who love petite. It's kind of like a penis. There's some people out there who mm-hmm. love a big, huge penis. And there's some people out there that like just a normal penis. And then there's some people out there saying, you know what? I, I don't mind the small penis. I'm okay with it. I'm good with it. I know how to work with it. So I like the small penis. Taking a feet. All
0: right. <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll find my audience wherever it is. Oh, yeah. My feet audience.
1: You just need to throw it up there. You know, here's, you know earlier you started off the show saying, just do it. I'm so right. you need to stop teasing the viewers and give All them right. what they want. Because now you're just being a tease at this point. I at least went know. out on a limb and I made the Instagram. I now, even if you go to shellysfootclub.com, yep, you could get a subscription, another one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did something about it. What have you done, Stoner Jesus? I haven't one seen day, one photo.
0: people are just going to wake up and they'll have like 26 pictures of my feet on their Instagram feed.
1: May I ask you a question? In
0: my coming out party. Sure.
1: Are you being feet shy? Is yes. this what's going on?
0: Okay. Yes.
1: I don't want to pressure you. If that's I'm a shoe the
0: case. person. A shoe i always been like that since I was a kid and it wasn't necessarily about my feet. It was just I don't know. I felt if I had the need to like have to go do something, or you know, I, I would I'd rather have my shoes on to do it. I don't want to be caught unawares or unshoed, if you will.
1: I see. See, and I'm the person who I can't be bothered with putting my shoes on sometimes, so I'll just go barefoot, even if that means I'm in the street going like this. I don't know why, but I'll do it like oh, quick. I'll go to my car ah, and I'll do it and then I'll run instead of going and getting my shoes first and then going and doing it. I don't know.
0: I'm complete opposite. If I have to go, I don't care if the car's two feet away, I might have something on. Yeah. I don't think it's shyness. I think it's a, uh, well, a lot of that is fear of stepping on something. <laughs> Depending on what I, name hear ya. <laughs> I hear
1: you. I hear you. That's the thing. And like when I'm in that moment, I feel like I'm looking. But then you never know when there's like a little tiny something. So I don't know.
0: Glass, rusty nail. Who knows?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe I know. Someone was playing jacks and they threw a bunch of them in the street. hard tell them. It's a terrible feeling. It
1: doesn't matter how many years you haven't felt that. You feel it. I feel it right mm-hmm.
0: now. Ugh. Um, <clears throat> one more thing before we get into other stuff. Um, I was thinking, and I brought this up to Shelly, who she pointed me in the direction of someone who'd be able to help us with this. I'm thinking of some kind of logo for the show. <clears throat> it's been running around in my head for a little while now, about what it could be, but the main purpose of wanting a logo for the show is I'm thinking of some sort of big subscriber goal. And if we hit that, then I'll get like a, you know, the logo tattooed on my arm or something for a live stream or something like that. So I make sure it's something good, you know, because I'll be, I'll have it on my, my body eventually. Uh, but I really can't come up with any good ideas. So far, my best idea is a big S in smoke, and then like within the S, like in the curves, smoke out with Shelly and SJ also in smoke. But I don't know, that seems kind of bland to me, but I can't think of anything better. Maybe a weed leaf behind it, I don't know. I been put a lot of thought into it for uh, not many results. <laughs> not much of a result in my head.
1: Mm. I'm definitely gonna be thinking, I'm pretty good with coming up with tattoos.
0: I'm not much of an artist at all, but I told the the person that we're uh, talking with that I would try to make some sort of rendering of what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a little stick figure version of whatever it is, but we'll come up with something and then we'll set a subscriber goal.
1: It's definitely going to be good and it will be good.
0: That's right. I can't put crap on my arm just for the hell of (laughs) it.
1: No, (laughs) no.
0: So we got that coming. Uh and many other things in the works. The new year of Smoke Out and Shelly and SJ. Also, of course, we talk a lot about uh Shelly's past wrestling career because obviously there's a ton of interesting stories that uh, comes out of that. And Shelly has uh mentioned to me, both in messages and on the show, she has alluded to a certain tag team that is uh well they're big right now. I think they're uh champions one of the promotions or whatever i don't follow wrestling that much anymore not like i used to in any case but shelly's mentioned this tag team before but she has never named this tag team of various stories and such but this is the show where that type of thing happens and shelly names names and then drops names and puts names out there if you will and uh hopefully it's time for that again so shelly what can you tell us
1: I totally forgot I even stir told up you about this.
0: Some stuff. I write it all down. I have a whole list that I use for, for <laughs> shows whenever we get around to it. <laughs> and this is one of the things I've been holding on to for a few weeks now.
1: Here's the thing. Anything that I say about anyone, I do not mean any negative vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a bitch. This is just how I feel. This is how my opinion is mostly when I have a big opinion about somebody or whatever, or feeling it's somebody I've at least met in person or I've dealt with personally. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like I'm not trying to be a bitch. It's just like, I don't know. I'm gonna be Petty Shelly for a second. I see all these other wrestlers out there, and they go on all these little YouTube shows. And this—I is... oh, shouldn't say it like that. That's me, okay? They go on these different YouTube shows who have a bigger audience than I do. So who am I to say little? But they go on these YouTube shows, and you know what? I guess I say little shows because they come off to me kind of negative, like they're just trying to be whatever. And that's why it's, I had to give that a little dig in. So let me throw that out there because I just know people are gonna come for me. So I had to cover. My All my bases, donor Jesus. So anyways, um, they go on these YouTube shows and they say what they want about who they want. And it's out there for everyone to see. But the moment Shelly Martinez tweets about it, I am the asshole. I'm the one that people come after. I'm the one everyone gets mad at. I'm the one that's gotten threats because of wow. me saying certain things.
0: <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> and it's like, this is nothing new this is out there like go to google it's there so that's why i just i feel it's i could do that here because i have someone to talk to you about it okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
0: i'm fine right, with whoever so- whatever blowback comes or feedback that's great and the more the better <laughs> i don't care who it's from or what it's about i don't care Threats, death threats send them my way let's go no they're not good they're
1: not good but anyways so there's this tag team and here's the thing the reason why i feel so bad about it stoner jesus is this these two fellas in this tag team have never done anything to me i have barely had any interaction with them i've been on shows that they've been on One of them was The Gathering of the Juggalos. I think that was one of the first times I really um, shared a locker room with them. And that's why it was really interesting. I was like, you know what? I want to see what these guys' vibes are in person because I just get rubbed so wrong. And there's one of them in particular that I know I'm going to sound like such a bitch saying this, but this is just how I feel. I'm so sorry I feel this way. I'm so sorry. But... Whenever I see his little smirky face, I just want (laughs) to slap that smirk right off his face. And like, after I slap him, punch him in the face and be like, you little bitch, what are you gonna do now? I don't know why, and it makes me feel bad because never did anything to me. Before the gathering of the Juggalos, I can't recall really It's standing out when I've been in the same locker room, whatever. So like, and in person, like I was eavesdropping into their conversations to see what they're about, like trying to understand why I don't like them. And they seemed very nice, (laughs) very nice. The, the way they were going on and on with their buddies that were also booked, you know, it was a small card. Like it was just, you know, it wasn't like it was a wrestling show. It was a gathering of jugglers. We were just like an ad. So, you know, it was like they seem like they're having a good time. Um, they weren't gossiping about other people which a lot of wrestlers when you're in a car with a bunch of wrestlers a lot of times they get there and they start gossiping like whatever so they weren't doing anything like that at all like and if they brought anyone up it was like a buddy of theirs and they were saying oh I miss so and so oh have you seen them so it drove me even more nuts that I'm like I still want to slap the one guy and then the other guy still bothers me too not as much as the one but like they still bother me and then throughout the years I'm just like what is it about these guys? I can't, especially that one. And then throughout the years, like I just saw their career explode and then they're really getting, cause they're good in the ring. They're good too. That's the other thing. They're good in the ring. They seem to get along with everyone. <coughs> as far as I know, aside from me and I do have one friend that I talk to about wrestling because they are still a person that watches wrestling. So I feel like when things like this bother me, I can talk to them because they're not going to say anything. So that person feels the same way I do about these two guys, but anyone else, I don't know anyone else that dislikes them, but me and my friend, (laughs) (laughs) shout out Vic the brig. So now they're like all involved with the AEW they're all up in, they're like the guys there. And so you see, I see the commercials all the time because the channel that it's on, I watch a lot of shows that are on there. Mm-hmm. So when that time comes on, I'm like, there's those dudes. And then I remember one time I went to Sushi and then AEW was on and they were, they were wrestling. I'm like, can not get to go? Like I'm like, oh my gosh. Like this was like before the lockdown and everything. So I don't understand why I'm so sorry to say that I don't like the Young Bucks. I don't like the Young Bucks. I can't. They just get on my nerves. They're so good in the ring. They seem so nice. I don't know why.
0: Just don't like and these the really one- nice guys who are very professional and athletic and good workers and seem to have not harmed anyone, especially mm-hmm. you.
1: I know. I'm a bitch, but I'm not trying to be a bitch. I forget. <laughs> Cuz they were Here's the thing. And when I want to look <laughs> up their names, it's because I it's not disrespect like, "Oh, I don't like them so I don't know. I don't know their names." It's like they're an era below me as far as like my they were not in my era. They were right. like young and that's why There was a wrestler who was in my era that who actually helped train me, Frankie Kazarian. He's the one that gave them their names when they first started wrestling. So they're just—they were very young when I was like, I already been to WWE. I already came back to California. Like that's when they were already like, whatever. Like let's see what their names are, and I'll tell you the one I want to slap.
0: Yeah, ever since you mentioned them in in direct message, I've been every time AEW AEW comes on, I look out for them and just to see if there's something. unlikable about what they're doing, but it seemed really good, I don't
1: know. I know, I know, but here's the thing. Me <laughs> being a wrestler, right, or a retired wrestler, I was in the wrestling business. One of the things that sucked for me to find out is when there was people that were really good and like when I would watch them before I was the wrestler, I was enchanted, and then what meant even more is when I became a wrestler and I realized what's up, so you can't really go back to that fandom those specific people still made me feel like a fan when I watched their matches. So I would be like, Oh my gosh, like, yes, I could still feel that. And then when I got to know them more throughout the years, I'm like, you suck. And so then it bothered me because it's like, wow, you actually made me feel for wrestling again when I didn't think that was possible because I crossed that line to now I'm in WWE and like that, going back to wizard of Oz, that curtain's been pulled. And so It was really personal when I was like, oh man, why do you have to suck so hard? Like this sucks. Now I can't even enjoy you. So to me, to say that some, two dudes I get so rubbed wrong by, that I could still say that they're effing good, it still doesn't delete, like just because they're good, that I get rubbed wrong by them. What's the one's name? Hold on. Let's see here. Young Bucks. Okay, Matt and Nicholas. I think Matt is the one. Let me see. Matt Youngbook. <laughs> I feel such like a bitch, but I it's been weighing on me because it's like, hello, do any of you people out there feel this way? Please let us know. Like, let us know, please.
0: I, I want to understand. I kind I have something similar with um Randy Orton. I've actually never met him and have no interactions with him and but his just his face is It rubs me the wrong way. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. I have no idea, but...
1: Just like this one rubs me the completely wrong way. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I kind of want to smack that guy now.
1: (laughs) Look at it. See? But um, I'm only going to say this, and I'll say this once. You're not wrong to dislike Randy Orton.
0: Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better.
1: In my opinion. Maybe there's people out there that know him in a different way, but I Mm -hmm. don't care for the... Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy look at this way look at this way
0: there you go <laughs> got more get guys. I'm gonna try to get on the show <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I get it it's a it's a stick I'm sure maybe mm-hmm. he's not that way at all like it, I get it like I know I've disappointed a lot of fans of my ECW when they've met me because they're like oh my gosh I thought you were going to be different and it's like, I'm all, hey, guys. And then like they're like, oh, they thought I was going to be all serious and high. I'm Ariel. It's like, no, dude, that's my character. So that, I get that this could totally be a character. Like I get it. And maybe even part of it is to play that up to make people feel like me a little bit. But then it's like that, that cockiness because they are good. So people are going to love them. So maybe that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It could be a testament I, to
0: how good they are. And what they do
1: but i still usually when people are i don't rub me wrong and they do that and they do it really well like maybe other people feel like i do about these guys about those people but they don't rub me wrong i go man that's an awesome performer that is such a great performer that's an awesome actor actress wrestler whatever because they are making me believe that they're their way and they're nothing like that like at all that's so cool and i think it's fascinating so I want to say that I, and I, I don't know. Like again, they were at, at specifically the gathering, being just with them in a car like with wrestlers. They seemed fine. Like it's fine, but I still was just like, why don't I like you? What is it? Well,
0: definitely try to get them on the show. They got to be on Twitter.
1: <clears throat> oh my gosh! You know what? I would do it. I would be nervous just because I would never want to hurt someone's feelings, especially some people that haven't even done anything to me, even more so. But I would I wouldn't mind being like, Why don't I like you? I'm so sorry. Like I I feel bad. Why not? But don't I, I get like angry. <laughs> I get angry when I see these guys, especially that Matt.
0: They are Let's on see. Twitter. Actually I wouldn't went, went follow them after you mentioned them.
1: I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But it's just, it's been weighing on me. And now I feel like I can let this thing go, even if I never speak of it again.
0: Well, they have a book in pre-order. A a book? It's it's like the header of their Twitter.
1: Could someone read the book and tell me what it's about? Because I don't have time to read the book.
0: It's called Killing the Business. From Backyards to the Big Leagues.
1: And that's the other thing too. I think people out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the way their story goes is like they've been told no so much. So they just went and like did it themselves. They market themselves. And I respect that. So everything I've heard about the young bucks, everything that people say about the young bucks by default to who I am in my soul, they're dudes that I'd be like, yeah, guys, you're good for the business, awesome. And I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying like, I would be like, yes, I would be all about putting them over and just being like, these are good dudes. Thank goodness, yay, I would celebrate it. But I just don't like them, I don't know why.
0: No, I will do my best to get them on the show. And they'll be like- And they're from the 909. they like best friends.
1: In Southern California, I'm sorry. I just, I want I in case they see this, we're, we're 909ers. I'm a 909er. We should. I should like you. Maybe you guys don't like me, and that's it's a mutual thing.
0: <gasps> Maybe.
1: Maybe for they even don't like better me. episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's Shelly. She was at the Gathering of the Juggalos with us. Man.
1: Ugh, that Shelly's a bitch. I don't like that. Shelly. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people right? in SoCal who don't like me. So <laughs> wrestler-wise, because I talk too much, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh man see that's what you get with smoke out with shelly yesterday <laughs> you don't get that anywhere else come on
1: no and i just wanted to throw a little shout out to my sister danielle um when we first started to do our shows i was like i want to get a background just for our show and now i have a blue sequence background i use a lot for things which i've used with us so far but i put this green one on my Amazon wish list, and during the holidays, my sister got it for me. So, Just a little shout out.
0: <laughs> yeah. My background also came from Amazon. How about that. Did it? Yeah. There you go.
1: Amazon.com, <laughs> links below.
0: We <laughs> right. so get a little affiliate thing going. Get some sequin backgrounds and some weed flags.
1: Whatever. Or both. That's our right. Folks.
0: I've heard they have all kinds of stuff on Amazon. It's crazy. Yeah. Of products to purchase.
1: <laughs> Lots of products.
0: <laughs> yes. Not weed yet. Maybe one day. Maybe 10, 15 years. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would depend. Depend on what the reviews they got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can read the reviews. Read,
0: read the one star reviews and see what the problem is.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel if it, <clears throat> it got to the point where you could do that on Amazon, people would just be selling a lot of fake stuff. Lots yeah. of fake, like the CBD.
0: Yeah, I was just saying. I knew at one point there was a lot of fake CBD being sold on Amazon. Something you definitely gotta watch out for.
1: Well, that's why I got out of the game of CBD because I really was passionate about like, because when I first became a medicator and then I was like a couple years into it and I found out about CBD, I was like, what's the point if you don't get the psychoactive properties? Like, who cares? And then I got introduced to it, reintroduced to it in like a better way And I was like, wow, this is really awesome. And then when I was able to incorporate it into my life, I was like, whoa, this is really good. Like, I get it now. So I was all passionate about getting involved in it. And it's just like either you don't know if it's real, people being unprofessional. There was one, like, I was going to work with this one group, and, like, I just didn't like the way the guy was talking to me. It just seems like so, like, ooh, car salesman-y. It's like, dude, this is about health. Aren't we supposed to be doing this for the – better good to help people and help to relieve them. And yeah, you can make some money. You probably make some good ass money if you were at the beginning of it, but like, why is it gonna be all oh, Larry from Three's company car salesman? Like, ew, give me a break. So that's why I, I gave up. I was like, you know what, whatever. I rather just, I'll tell people what kind I use. I don't care if I don't make money off of it. It works there, use it. If not, whatever.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say if, uh, especially if you're getting it online, one, make sure that their website or whatever has their lab testing and then go a step further and check that lab and see like reviews on that lab and how trustworthy they are because people can just put anything in a bottle and give it to you and say it's CBD and you're not going to know the difference. If it doesn't work, you say, oh, well, the CBD is crap and it doesn't work. Um,
1: oil. They just You're just putting oil in your body.
0: Yeah. It's probably how a lot of people got disillusioned with CBD. They got some crap product and it didn't work and they moved on and they're missing whatever Benefits they could get from actual quality CBD,
1: and it sucks. And I feel like, and then when it comes out, even that there like, was just, like fake CBD, it goes back to that stigma of like anything coming from the mar- marijuana plant is just shady. Like you know, mm-hmm. there goes another fly-by-night thing. Oh da da da. And it really annoyed me because especially here in Cali, like I'm not Cali, but Los Angeles area specifically, like it was so oversaturated, like everywhere you look, there was like billboards of like this and that. And it's always like a hot girl and a picture with like some product, oh, this and this, and like all these people pushing it. And it's just like, uh, it made me want to throw up and I don't like to throw up. So I don't know, it really discouraged me. The whole cannabis community over and over, I tried so many times to get involved, so many times. and. It always came down to people being shady or people trying to sleep with me. I know you know that. I know you know how that feels.
0: Absolutely. So I get you that all feel the time.
1: me here on that. I know.
0: Everybody I come into contact with pretty much online. I'm thinking, you know what, you know, let's keep this professional. Let's keep this above board.
1: <laughs> well, you do tease people, let's be fair. You do tease, I've been teasing you do the feed them, thing for
0: many weeks now.
1: But you open up your DMs to anybody. So you That's gotta right. take that. it's like you gotta take the good with the bad. So if you're not ready for these propositions, then you can't be really like putting out there, hey, DM me anyone, I'm there. And then the feet, it's like people get, they get all horny and then they go and DM you.
0: By the way, zero DMs from Macaulay Culkin or, you know, Lorena We gave Bobbitt. up on Amy Fisher. No one. Lorena know.
1: Bobbitt though. <laughs> no one. Macaulay. Macaulay, do nothing I need to be weird for you to come on here?
0: Doug Benson or... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doug, he's rolling his eyes somewhere.
0: The one guy that uh, we put the clip on Twitter, that he would recognize himself and maybe get in the contact with us. The one uh, asshole guy you talked about he has like twelve hundred views on Twitter. Still no DMs. <clears throat> so, Which guy? I forget the I forget the guy's name. I don't think you named him or you did. Maybe later. I I forget now. But it was something about the tweet goes. Uh, if you recognize, if you're the guy that she's talking about in the story, you know. And at some point, you're like, you know, this guy will definitely know who he is because of this. And I tweeted oh, okay. out that clip. I still got no DMs over 1200 views
1: because he's in WWE. That's why. (gasps) Oops. Did I say that? Yeah, Yeah, he's there. So he's not allowed to be affiliated with me, but he sure follows me on there. Not me. Hi. (laughs) He
0: may be a subscriber. You never know.
1: He probably, Hey, look, you know who you are. You know, eventually you're going to see this one day you are. So be a lad and at least tip us. Tip is for this entertainment, and I won't say your name, okay? So, there you go. Just give us a nice little tip. Just a tip.
0: That's right. (laughs) We'll keep your identity a secret in exchange for cash. Thank you.
1: Exactly. It's not a bribe. It's not a bribe at all. It's not blackmail. Right. (laughs) I'm just saying, it'd be really nice if you gave us a little tip. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know he can't like or retweet anything because – we're nasty disgusting potheads and the wwe don't like that no so he very can't corporate. it's out of brand that's mm-hmm. right
0: speaking of uh wrestling or continuing to talk about wrestling something else we've talked about in our messages back and forth about the show uh, a subject that you uh, likely have strong opinions on would be wrestling groupies and it seems like a very interesting subject just in and of itself whatever your feelings are uh, as far as groupies. Personally, I have very positive feeling about groupies. I wish I had more groupies, but you know, this podcasting thing is not, it's not conducive to that kind of behavior from people. So, you know, it is what it is. I wish I knew that back then, but now nah, I'm too deep into it. I've been doing this for like 14 years. and This is too much.
1: <laughs> well, again, we're in a different time, different era. The world is different. They need to see the feet before they become the groupies. How do you expect to get the groupies when, again, I call myself the queen of the tees? But man, here's the king right here. Every show
0: now you you wonder why COVID from groupies too, along with everything else.
1: You can Skype with them.
0: It's a new, new new era. (laughs) Where are my podcasting groupies at?
1: (laughs) Hit them up in the DMs. So the groupies, what's so interesting to me is I've had different relationships with groupies and it's so crazy because a good portion of my wrestling career, I got along more with the groupies and felt more support from the groupies than some of my coworkers. But then that's where I kind of F up because it's like, even though I'm not a guy, so whatever, I still was a person that was on TV. So no wonder why they weren't my groupie, but they thought it was still cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad though, that I got to be so friendly because in wrestling, they call them rats, ring rats. And that's I nice. always get in trouble. <laughs> I, am. I always just get in trouble. Cause they'd be like, Shelly, stop, being, stop hanging out with the rats. Shelly, why are you be hanging out with the rats over there? And I guess the reason why, now that I kind of think about it more, I'm not saying all the girls, but some of the girls in wrestling do the same things, but they're not rats just because Mm -hmm. they're on the show. So it's like when I saw the hypocrisy of this girl's mad because I'm being nice to this ring rat over here just because she's a human being. That's at the end of the day. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to hit you with a ring rat. And it's like, no, they were actually showing that they like wanted to have a conversation with me. Or maybe I saw that they were just a sad girl and I felt bad. And like, you know, the, at that time I was very Christian. And so the Christian girl, my Christian heart, I felt sorry for these girls and I understood because I was kind of a groupie, but not for wrestlers. It was more like, I would go after guys on radio. I'd go after musicians and actors. And I always kind of didn't look at myself as a groupie because... The reason why I was around these people was because of my job. So it was kind of like, I wasn't showing up to where they were. Like these fans were these quote unquote ring rats, these groupies. It was like, oh, we're at the same place because this is my job and your job and like whatever. So I didn't really look at myself as that groupie, but when I started to be around more of the ring rats, I was like, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Like I get it you know when certain things are wrong and shady, but you wanna believe that this person who's charming you and enchanting you, you're special. You feel like you're special. And I feel like the guys I dealt with, and then when I saw the number that these wrestlers would do on these ring rats, it was like they knew the girl was insecure and praying out. It's just this whole like sick game. So I felt bad for the rats. And then when some of the girls who were involved in wrestling, would be like why are you hanging out with the rats but then I saw them doing the same damn thing it's like you know he's married and you're doing that you're just mad because he's also hanging out with the rat after he's hanging out with you so it's like the hypocrisy where I Mm kind of felt like the groupies the ring rats I'm just gonna keep calling them groupies because I don't like calling them ring rats so the groupies I felt like they were at least being I know it sounds kind of weird but like more honest about what they were doing mm. versus these girls that they're trying to pretend they're not doing that, but you're doing the same thing.
0: Absolutely. Were there any particular uh, wrestlers, <laughs> you do not know, name names that uh, let's say enjoyed uh, the groupie scene more than others and they had a reputation for that?
1: There definitely was. And here's the thing. If people are gonna come at me and say, oh, Shelly's talking, I'm not saying names, first of all. And second of all, if you Google this stuff, you'll see the names. There's pictures out there, Google it. I didn't post it. Like some of the stuff that I found out, to be honest with you, and this is what, this was what threw me for a loop. So when people said, "Cause like in the wrestling community, a lot of people were like, oh, Shelly went crazy. She's crazy now, da da da. And it was like, I was really butthurt that like wrestling wasn't what I thought it was because I worked so hard, like mind, body, and soul to make this thing happen. Like, so that was like a big sacrifice, you know what I mean? And just to find out that it was just like, whatever. So when people said that I was going crazy, the reason why is because I found out for sure a lot of things after I was in WWE and I would hear certain things. So then I get curious and I'd go online, I would go onto YouTube, I would go onto Google and I would type these things in there. And I couldn't believe the stuff that was out there like so much. And like a weirdo, I sat for days in my old apartment back in the day. And I just watched like, Oh, I got a bottle of Gallo wine, that 599 big old jug. And I've made a bunch of pasta and I was like, let's do it. And I binge watched for days, these like videos after videos and articles and this and that. And I was just like, everything, everyone told me that I wasn't remembering correctly, that I was crazy for even insinuating, it's all here. And I had no idea. And it was weird because the internet had already been a thing for so long. So it took for me to be in this time in my life to research it finally, maybe deep down. I didn't want to know. I don't know. So When I saw all that, I was just like, I knew it. It all makes sense. And so going back to the groupies, it's like... I remember how, like, some guys would kind of try to portray their groupies as being to me. And it almost seemed like this innocent thing. You know what I mean? And then... Over time, I became friends with some of these groupies. So, when after I was doing WWE, I still talked to them and they would tell me, Oh, I saw so and so, and da 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 da. And it was like for years and years and years, the same BS. The same... And then I'm still feeling bad for the girl because there's this like toxic thing with these guys for years. And I'm just like, dude. And then when I saw online all this content of stuff, this vault of all these different things, I was just like, This is effing crazy. And, again, made me want to barf. And that's when I got real bitter about wrestling. And people think it's because I lost my job or this, this, and this. It's like, no, it's what I discovered. Like, oh, my gosh. It was, like, such a mind F. And it took me so long to get over it.
0: If you look on YouTube, and uh, there's definitely a big group of videos just <clears throat> dedicated to wrestlers talking about other wrestlers and what they saw and what happened and
1: and they name names
0: yeah absolutely and guess
1: what almost every single one of them almost are male wrestlers Mm -hmm. god forbid a female wrestler say shit even when i don't even name names but these male wrestlers like there's god rest his soul roddy piper There is a lot, they call them shoot interviews. And what that means is you're not holding back, you're not censoring yourself, it's a shoot interview. And the reason why a lot of wrestlers do it is because. Usually, usually not always they're down and out and they need money. And these different people who create this content offer them a lot of money to get the story and they don't think of the consequences. Cause they're like probably been out of action for a while, whatever, whatever, maybe they're bitter. So like they have this, like, it's like not good. That's why I was saying earlier about these little YouTube j- it's because to me, that's not proactive. What's proactive is, yeah, get your story or whatever, but why do you got to, like, give these guys, like, you entice them with, like, a lot of money because you want to get the story. It's, like, gross. It's, like, the inquirer. And I've seen it ruin people's lives. And for me, again, I felt like I was the vanilla end of it. I've gotten death threats. People have come after me. Like, it's been – it's crazy. So – with Roddy Piper, there's some shoot interviews where he says a lot of crazy, crazy, dark things that he experienced, that he admits to. And you would think, because this is, seems to be the, conce- uh, the conception too, is like when you do a shoot interview, you know you're done with WWE, like you're done. Mm-hmm. And then he went back how many times after these different shoot interviews. And then I started to see that more and more as I got older because now I've been around to see people cycle through more. And it's like the people that say, I'll never go back or da, 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 and this, this, and this. And it's like they always do because either they miss it too much or they need the money. <laughs> and when I finally made that decision that I knew, when I retired, I said, okay, I remember I was watching all this stuff and I said, <clears throat> if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it worth it. And the only way I feel it's worth it monetarily is to go back to WWE do I want to? No. So why do this? I need to move on. And I knew that I wouldn't go back. And it's not because I'm bitter. It's because I really thought long and hard about it. And I've watched tons of people feel and go through similar emotions because you see it on these YouTube videos. And I understand their pain. Like when I see certain interviews I've watched, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know this, what they're wearing right now on camera on their person. Like I know how that feels and it's weird because unless you're in wrestling, you don't know that feeling. It's different, it's like bizarre. So I've watched these people still go back and it's like, man, and then some of them don't do so well. And so I knew that's why I couldn't do it. And you know, I don't know, oh, sorry. (laughs) It just works me up because I see people who end up becoming less happy because they thought if they could just get back into it, they'll be happy again, and they do, and they see it's the same thing, so they become more depressed. And it's hard for me to see because it's like, man, like you have so much potential, like you're not just wrestling, you're more, like you have other things you can do, And I'm sure not everyone understands that about themselves, but me being kind of like a trespasser because of how social media is, you see people, it's just like, Oh, it hurts my vampire heart when I just see people broken down and disappointed again. (sighs) God bless all those wrestlers out there past, future, past, future and present because it's a weird ass life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's really weird.
0: It seems that way. Speaking as someone who's an outsider and I watched a lot of these videos and stuff and I watched a lot of old videos of times when I like wrestling, like the Attitude Era and stuff like that. And so it's really interesting stuff and it, people forget too, as far as popularity and ratings, like back in those days, the numbers that Raw would get and Nitro would get when Nitro was big and the NWO and all that was just crazy because there's a lot fewer options on cable but most people had cable, they had TNT or they had USA or whatever. And just there's so many fans of wrestling. So many people want to know what happened behind the scenes. And that kind of feeds on, you know, all these different videos. And from what I've seen, Vince seems to like that shit. The the, the shoot interviews and people talking shit about him. There's a video I watched two weeks ago of um just came in my of him I recommended about um the time that Paul Heyman just went off on him and like for like ten minutes in the ring about all the shit that people hated about him and how he destroyed all the other promotions and his dad was a nice guy but he was a piece of crap and he said uh, I watched him Paul Heyman do an interview about that he said beforehand he asked Vince he's like you do want to know what I'm going to say about you and Vince was like no just you know just go ahead just let loose on live television so he seems to thrive on that stuff
1: that's what I hear you know he is what we call a travieso he's a little travieso than it's McMahon. And he's a little troublemaker. And from everything that I've heard about him, um, you know, that I've seen from working with him, the limited time that I did, yeah, he's one of those people. He just, like, thrives off of drama. And it's like when you work for somebody who... And openly, openly, like, look it up. I'm not talking crap. Like, it, it's very, like he is open like there's so many wrestlers that when they do these interviews oh vince loves it vince loves this vince loves that and i think that's why too that time when i've talked about when i walk i don't remember if it was our show or when i did your show when i like walked up to him and asked him for an opportunity and people like what are you doing it's like i think i felt comfortable doing that because i knew he invited that kind of vibe like you just like if you want something then just have the balls, you know, have the balls to do it. And it's like, good and bad. But look at who he is. He's Vince McMahon. He has this empire that he keeps going and he keeps evolving with the times. And I think that's a huge thing too, is like, you know, um, I think wrestling continues to live because they do go with the times. They're not just like outdated and whatever. And Vince, he is just like so known that he loves controversy. I mean, hello, he, ha- didn't he, he wrestled God, didn't he? He wrestled God. I'm pretty sure he wrestled
0: God. Uh, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, he wrestled God. And it was just like a light. And then, yeah, dude, let me. where's my phone at? He wrestled God. <laughs> he wrestled God. I mean, who does that? Who wrestles God?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he faked his death. Let's mm-hmm. see. Vince McMahon wrestling god yep there it is there it is (laughs) he it was just a light oh (laughs) so like who does that and (laughs) i want to know i want to know how the christian viewership felt about that (laughs) because i feel like that would piss some people off
0: Oh, i'm sure I wonder how long you can keep something like that going, like a bit like that going. It can't be very long. It's just a beam of light. I mean, the novelty wears off after, you know, a short period of time. And then you're just some jackass wrestling some invisible person in the ring.
1: It's true, but don't you kind of want to watch it right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> you know who should come on our show? Who's that? I think David Arquette should.
0: I will try that too.
1: Because here's the thing. He also was involved at that bar wrestling that McCauley was at. <laughs> and uh, his son is a wrestler. And he wrestled here at, the, at that bar wrestling. He wrestled at that bar wrestling. And... Oh. I remember I saw him once. I used to live in this area in um, the Los Angeles area called the Fairfax Fairfax District, and it was really cute area. And this high school there had a swap meet during the weekend, and I remember I was looking like through these really. I like looking at people's old photos when I go to like swap meets or like things flea markets and stuff. I like to because it's like I who are these people, especially the older the better. I'm like oh my gosh. So I was looking through this bin of random pictures of people, black and whites. And then I look, and then there was David Arquette, and I was like, let's see what his vibe's all about. Because as you're getting to know me more and more, I just love to see what people's vibes about. And so I was just kind of like watching him, and he was really interesting. He was just very like, because you know, it can go either way. And the reason why I say that is because I've known a lot of actor-actresses, and there's some of them are very look at me, look at me all the time, you know? And so I wondered based off like kind of the silly characters he's played or whatever, takes a lot of energy. What's his vibe going to be like? And he was just very like, he seemed nice. And he was very polite. And I watch a lot of, unfortunately, celebrities really top down to people. Like my sister, like she works at a vet and there's, it's like a high-end thing, like a holistic thing. So there's a lot of celebrities that go in. and they like because they're on TV or they're musicians or they're famous for whatever, they think they can talk to people, however, and they can get whatever they want. So with the David Arquette, I was like, is he going to be one of those entitled celebrities or what? And I just thought his vibe was, I was really like, what's his story? Like, what is, what does he think and feel? He comes from that family and da da da, And he's into the wrestling and, you know, ready to rumble and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. And then when he, that was years ago. So when he, I started seeing, he was at this bar wrestling show. And then his son was a wrestler. I was like, wow, that's really interesting because to me, that adds more of the, who are you, David Arquette? Because now you're really barking up my tree.
0: And he's on Twitter also. Connection to the Stars, Twitter.
1: It is. That's all we got now on Twitter. <laughs> that's
0: right. All right, that's pretty good.
1: Wait, really awesome quick. Episode. So, going into this new year, what is your hope, goal, dream to go into it?
0: Or to change brother? Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need All fame. right. I like to honestly. I like to reach a point in my life where I don't have to think so much about money i think it's the great thing about wealth or being rich it's not only just having the things it's the luxury of not having to worry about the actual money i think that's um something good to aspire aspire to
1: yeah it is because well
0: you know i'll handle (laughs) it
1: i'm pretty good look
0: i'm not young anymore i can handle it
1: your feet you got to put the feet out there. That's your key to fame.
0: Wouldn't that be To ironic. your
1: fortune.
0: I put it off for so long, and I just put them out there, and then the next day I'm on TMZ.
1: See? <clears throat> Here's this guy, Stoner Jesus, and here is his feet. He's his now a foot model.
0: Viral feet.
1: Then you get your groupies. It's- They're your groupies. And um, let's see. And then you got your fortune, because you'll be making some money off of it. And you could do it all from your home. Look at that. You could be famous. You could have your wealth That's right. all from the comfort of your own home.
0: you like a live stream. And I'll get like a GoPro and strap it to my knees.
1: Exactly. My feet.
0: And I just walk around all day.
1: Here's my high ass feet. Like be one of
0: those celebrities <laughs> that looks down on people and treats them like crap. Like, you know who I am? My Yeah, exactly. Ex- or on Instagram. Your feet. I have a GoPro strapped to my knees.
1: 24 <laughs> seven. turn it on turn it on stonerjesus.net turn it on
0: (laughs) it'd be interesting to meet the type of groupies that my feet would attract it's a pretty eclectic group of people
1: you would be surprised and you know what those feet people will pay yeah telling you they
0: love feet and they have disposable income (laughs) my my target audience
1: (laughs) i think that when the Instagram hits a thousand followers, you have to, on that day, take a picture of your foot and I'll take the picture of my foot and then we'll put it up.
0: There you have <laughs> a vote. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram poll.
1: And then watch, you're going to get way more likes than me. <laughs> your DMs are going to be flooded.
0: <laughs> Maybe if we get like a thousand subscribers to the show, I'll get a show logo tattooed on my foot. Which I've heard is very painful. <laughs> I know. On top of the foot.
1: That's very ballsy of you to say, but you just said it, so you can't take it back now.
0: That's right. Hey, a thousand is a lot of people. What was add that? Any? A thousand people is a lot of people, subscribers to the...
1: It just combine
0: OnlyFans and Patreon, whichever you want. We'll add them all up.
1: And just so you know, uh, Patreon people out there, I am going to be shooting another sexy smoking video just for the Patreon page, so you've got to go well, on there
0: Get to it. This Get to it. I said the audio get podcast is on there, but what's, really, what's the point? I mean, come on. <laughs> if you're missing all this, you're not seeing anything, you're not seeing what cool hat I'm wearing or my homeless lumberjack look that I'm cultivating, you're missing a lot. You going are. On.
1: So upgrade if you yes. can. If, if, times are tough sometimes. It's fine. We're glad you have you here.
0: Patreon, but, um, if you just want the videos, you don't want to be on here with us, that's fine, too. I understand that. But you can be.
1: Just subscribe, people. Just do it. You're not going to be right. disappointed. We've got lots of things going on. This year, we're going to have lots of cool stuff on there for you, so go subscribe.
0: Be an OG, as the kids say. Yes. <laughs> Episode 7 in the books. Thank you, Shelly.
1: All right. See you I'm next gonna... week.
0: See you next time. Only a few days now because of the uh, delay. but
1: I know. It's okay. I'll be ready. Right. Me too. Are you more ready? people
0: to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> to send clips to on twitter see if we get some kind <laughs> of reaction
1: oh i'm in trouble again i'm sorry young bucks i'm sorry i like i'm not trying to be like oh my god i'm sorry no look that'll be look, the first I'm looking clip, in the dot the look i'm looking in the dot young bucks young i am bucks so sorry <laughs> i am so sorry like i don't want to feel this way about you guys i don't i swear <laughs> to you i don't I hate it, and for years, this is, uh, this is how lame I am, Young bucks. If you want to talk shit about me, it's fine. I am so lame that for years, it, this has been bothering me, so I'm sorry.
0: I think you guys are cool, <laughs> one, but Shelly really dislikes you. <laughs> so come on the show and talk Why about it. Why
1: do I dislike <laughs> you? <laughs> um,
0: all right. Thank you, Shelly.
1: Bye. <laughs>